Good morning, church. Good to be with you. Two weeks in a row for me. That's really nice because last week, for those of you that are here, we talked about biblical lament. And we talked about the sadness that so many of the Psalms talk about and how that corresponds to our own lives and sometimes even what's going on nationally, as you may have seen uh, uh, or heard this week from us. Uh, this week, however, I get to talk about praise psalms, or the psalms that just lift up God and adore him. And so this is the 4th of July weekend, so we've got national reasons to kind of celebrate, but as the guy said, we're, we're talking about taking it way beyond just one country. We're talking about giving praise to God. So uh, <laughs> this, this week I was walking past my friend Scott Landon's office. He's our executive director. And Scott comes out and he looks at me. He says, it's interesting that you spoke on the sad psalms and now you speak on the, the praise psalms. And I go, yeah, that's really interesting. And he says, and after all, Lon, you're such, just a, such a calm guy. You don't go, <laughs> and he's kind of laughing. And, and that's probably true. So I think, Scott, that, that the boss said, you know, let's let Lon do the sad and the high, and I'll come in and correct him the following week. Okay. <laughs> so we're glad to be with you today. So glad you're here. If you're visiting, I'm glad you're here. If you have a Bible, would you please open it? We're in Psalms 150. If you didn't bring one, uh, please know that we provide them for you on the seat back, 923, 924. And this psalm has been more put to music than any other psalm in the Bible. And you'll see why as we get into it here. Um, some days are diamonds and some days are stones. Some days are sad and some days are glad. Either way, we can praise the Lord. What is praise? I'm going to throw up a definition here as we get launched on it that I think may be helpful as we go along. What is praise? Praise is giving God attention. Notice the word attentive. Attentive, gratitude, adoration, and allegiance. Gratitude adoration and allegiance as i've been thinking about praise this week i realized that sometimes i feel like praising god sometimes i don't very much and so i i think that there are what we would call dutiful times of praise and they're ecstatic let's talk about dutiful for a second here and I'm starting there because that's not the kind of psalm we're looking at. This psalm is an ecstatic praise psalm. But sometimes we just need to stop and praise God when everything seems to be going wrong and we're barely holding on. I thought of Job this week when it comes to dutiful praise. I thought of the story of, of Job who suffered more than probably any human being has ever suffered and yet, right after he's learned that all of his sons and daughters have died, he's, it says that he worships the Lord. And as it says in Job 1, 21, Job said this, The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be praised. We'll talk in a little bit about why praise when we least feel like praising is so important to us 
But just know as we start out, praising is not just for the happy. Praise is a life choice when things are really, really hard. All right. This one, however, is what we call ecstatic praise. Joy-filled praise. Almost uncontrollable praise that's coming from the writer. So let me read it to you if I can. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I purposely added crescendo there because that's what's happening in this. I wish we had the music. Now, we wouldn't even know what to do with it tonality-wise because it was different then. But you can just feel this thing rising, and it's going, and it's going. And you've not only got little symbols, you've got wham symbols. You know, they're hooah. You know. <laughs> so so that's, this is a hooah psalm, okay? And it's very exciting. Now, let's go after it here. And uh, I'm going I'm to approach it this way. I'm going to answer six questions as they have to do with this psalm. I'm going to put something up here for you now that we use when we train people to speak and to preach. We say every message you get has to have at least one question you're answering. And here it is. I have six friends who will always bring me through. What, why, how, where, when, and who. And so we teach pastors to find one of those and camp on it and move it into their sermon. I'm going to hit all six of them this morning because this is a whoa song okay this is a song of great praise da -da 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 -da. okay all right look at verse one I'm going to read verse one and then I'm going to read verse six praise the Lord incidentally in the Hebrew there's just one word there which we would translate in the English to hallelujah hallel means praise Luyah, yah Yahweh God Hallelujah. That's what's there, okay? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. And then look at verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. What I want to do for us now is just open up the expansiveness of praise. Here's the question. Who praises? Here's the who question. Who praises? Verse 1. Praise God in his sanctuary. In his sanctuary. Stop right there. Go over one page to Psalm 40, 148. 148. Hold on to it. Incidentally, Psalm 150 uses the word praise 13 times. Psalm 148 uses the word praise 13 times. What Psalm 148 does is it elaborates with more words. And so in Psalm 148... Look with me now down to verse number 7. Praise God from his sanctuary. His sanctuary is the earth itself. Praise God from the earth, verse 7. You great, look at this, look at this. Sea creatures and ocean depths. Praise God, lightning 
and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding. You mountains, all the hills, fruit trees, all cedars, wild animals, all cattle, small creatures, flying birds, kings of the earth, all nations, princes, rulers on the earth, young men and women, old men and women. Praise the Lord. Okay. It says here, everything on the planet praises God. Inanimate objects, lightning, hail, snow, clouds, winds, trees, mountains, hills. Animals praise the Lord. I, I don't even know how to get my head around this. The, the ant and the elephant. Praise the Lord by the very way that they exist. It's astounding to me. It all praises the Lord. Um, this Early this week, uh, some dear friends that we haven't seen in quite a long while that live way out in Washington State, they pray for Marie and I a lot. And they knew that it was a big weekend for us and they saw that we were in the New York Times and places we didn't care to be, uh, but we were there. And uh, so they just wrote and said they were praying. And then, and then she says, oh, and by the way, thought I'd attach the picture of my brand new granddaughter. And their names are Bob and Patty and we were in college together. And, and, uh, and this little girl's face came on with these great big eyes and she's just smiling. And I said, honey, look at this. I sent it to Marie. And all we could do is go, praise the Lord. Why? You've got to praise when things are like that. Humanity praises the Lord. Churches praise the Lord. All of creation. I love the song. I love what Steve and his wife Jocelyn and Amy did. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. The more you get into this thing of praise and what it encompasses, the more you just go, it can't be, can't be held back. Okay, okay so there, there's that. It, it's the sanctuaries, everything going on. You see, not everything praises the Lord. Mm -mm. There are a lot of people that don't praise the Lord. All I want to say is, they will. Choose to do it here or not. At the end of the age, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Wow. Okay, so that's just the sanctuary part. Now, look at the second part of verse 1. Praise him in his mighty heavens. I like the way I did mighty, didn't you? Mighty heavens. Billy Graham would have done it like that. Mighty heavens. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that first hour. I did get one of them to raise a hand, though. It was really good. All right. <laughs> we had fun. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Mighty heavens. What does that encompass? Go back now to Psalm 148 again, where it elaborates. Look with me at the end of verse 1 and on. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all the heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens. So what, what did we learn first? Everything on earth, everything that breathes, and even that which doesn't, 
exists to praise the Lord. Now we translate into the world we can't even really see, the heavens and everything there. Sun, moon, stars give praise to the Lord. One of the authors I was reading this week had a little piece in there about our solar system and our universe. And he pointed out that in our solar system we have one sun and our planets revolve around that. And the sun is, of course, a star. You know that. Okay, the sun is a star. And then it says, as far as we can tell, there are literally billions of stars, up to 100 billion stars, just in our galaxy. Our solar system, our little star, multiplied by a hundred billion times and that's our galaxy and this author then said and as far as we know about galaxies there are upwards of a hundred billion galaxies and the Bible says he thrusts the stars into the skies and he calls them by what by name whoa And then it goes beyond that. It starts talking about invisible beings. It says the angels praise him. We don't know how many angels there are. We don't know how big the heavenly host is. We don't know when we get numbers in the book of Revelation what we quite do with them. But if you look at some of the numbers in Revelation, there are at least 100 million angels. And that's just half the verse. It says thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. And, and it just means uncountable. And they are all praising God. And the departed in Christ, the millions upon billions of people who have died in Christ for the last 2,000 years are praising God. It just goes on and on and on. Everything Everything, everywhere is praising God. Here's an interesting implication of it, though. We're the youngsters when it comes to praise. I mean, right? Because the universe is pretty much here before we got here. There are some people, I wonder, but, but, but by and large, I don't think anyone's outlived the universe. And, and however you read old earth or young earth and you take Genesis, it looks like we're the last thing coming in. We're the babes. And that's why we're still learning how to praise. <laughs> we'll get better. But our elders are the stars. Our elders are the animals. Everything that has life and breath, praise the Lord. Now there's an implication with this I just want to say. Not only are we the youngest of the worshipers, I want to say this. Get it. There is no such thing as secular to God get it secular in the sense of separated from sacred humans can claim secularity but they belong to the God who created them everything does and at some point all will have a reckoning for that it's shocking so why do we, who do we, who praises God? Everything and everywhere, on earth and in heaven. Verse 2, praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. I'm just in Psalm 50 now, and I'll stay there the rest of our time. 
Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. His acts of power. His acts of power are the things that he has done and is doing. It is the created order. We've already talked about the who in that. It's also uh, part of the why. Why do we praise God? Because of everything that he's made. How can we not? How can we not? As we look at the creation. And it's not only his creation. It's his, and this is one of the big Bible words that we really enjoy using. It's his redemption. To redeem, to buy back. It's God's promise to make everything, everything that is wrong, right in his universe, in his time. It's his promise to redeem human beings, fractured, broken, disordered, and to forgive them for all the evil in their lives and restore them to relationship with him and adopt them into his own family if they are willing. How do you if, if, if redemption of souls was the only thing God had done, it would be enough to praise him forever. I absolutely don't deserve to be called God's son. But we are. God's daughter. We are. Why? The overwhelming grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Praise him for his acts of power, creation, redemption. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. That's the last part of verse 2. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. If acts of power are what he does, surpassing greatness is who he is. Who he is. Let me just throw some words out, each one carefully chosen, and see if your imaginative mind can just start to grasp even 1% what it means. God is sovereign. Savior. Just, holy, all-knowing, all-powerful, always present, immutable, love, true, wise, and you can go on and on and on. We praise God for who he is, even though we can grasp just maybe 1% of who he is. You see where the psalmist is going? Who praises God? He says everything. Why? Because of his acts of power and creation and redemption and because of who he is. We just praise him. Now, this has been really upbeat so far, but I got a question. And I wonder if you ever struggle with this. Do you ever have struggles with, with, the God, with God saying praise me all the time? Did you know praise God is the number one command of the scripture in sheer repetition? I, I, you find yourself saying, what is it with God that he's got to get all this praise? Uh, we, we don't appreciate humans that do that. 
the little girl who has a special dress on for the party and walks around to everybody and says, see how beautiful I am? Tell me how beautiful I am. Now, C.S. Lewis, in his, in his wonderful work on the Psalms, had this same question. So I don't feel so guilty. I've, str- I've, I've felt guilty about this for years. I'm just saying, God, I really like you, but what's the incessant need to be praised all the time? <laughs> Have any of you ever had that? You wondered about it? Oh, good. <laughs> C.S. Lewis says, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like God says, what I want most of all is to be told that I am good and great all the time. Now, we call that narcissism. <laughs> and some might say, well, God can be narcissistic. But Lewis goes farther. And I hope this is a help to you, any of you that have struggled with that very issue. What is this thing about praising God all the time? Lewis says this. As he thought about it more and more, he realized as he looked at the Bible that it appears that God's presence or nearness is somehow attached to the call to praise him. Sarah Smith says that it opens wide the road for experiencing God's presence. You've probably found this in your life. Even when you don't feel like it, but you still say, God, I'm going to praise you anyway. As you start to praise God, you start to imagine God. and, And I think the Holy Spirit somehow uses our praise to manifest his own nearness to us. Certainly been true for me. Lewis says it is for him. Second thing he says about it, he says, praise completes enjoyment in life. Praise completes our enjoyment. Case in point, yesterday Marie and I are doing work around the house the whole day. And, and she was taking this old dining room table and she started to uh, renovate it. And she strips it down and she sands the wood grain and then she starts to put a stain on it. And it's just beautiful. It's unbelievable. Why, my wife is so gifted artistically. And, and she said, what do you think of this, honey? And I go, wow, that's beautiful. Look at, look at how it's pulling the grain out. I mean, even wood praises the Lord. And I go, honey, this is really wonderful. And I, enjoy, I, I enjoyed the wood restored all on its own. But you know what really made me happy? Right? Kyle's going, Kyle gets this. I, I, I said, honey, you did this. This is great. Praising the creator of it enhanced my enjoyment. Think about it in life. Don't you just really love telling people when they do good stuff? When Steve and Jocelyn and, and Amy were working on this song, Amy, I didn't send it to you, but Steve sent me the stuff. And I listened to that song that they just did. And I wrote back, I said, man, I love it melodically. And I love that notion, still ain't enough, still ain't enough. We'll never, never be able to get to the end of praising God. I just thought it was great. And it made me so happy when I heard it. It made me even happier when I told them how great it was. Praise in the human realm enhances enjoyment. Praise in the internal realm enhances our love and our devotion to God. Interesting. Final thing uh, Lewis says about it is he says, um, praise is just the way things are. It's how we've been made to admire, to encourage, and 
Listen to this. It's a gift to us because whenever we do it, it pushes us away from our own self-absorption. It gets us onto somebody else. So just some of the things. I guess I'd sum up the whole thing about why does God uh, demand that we praise him all the time? Well, here's, here, here's what I think. We praise not because we must. We praise because we want to. God doesn't need it. But evidently we do. Praise. Okay. So we've done the what, we've done the who, and we've done the why. Now the how. How do we praise? How do we praise? Look at verses 3 through 5. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Okay? I got one word for you here. Praise is almost always attached to music. It's especially so here. But you study the Hallel, the praise psalms, You'll, you, it'll be hard for you to find a praise psalm that at some point in it doesn't say, so sing to the Lord a new song. Or it doesn't say, make music with gladness in your heart. One of the greatest gifts God gave us is music. And you don't, right? You don't even have to be musical to enjoy music. You, don't, you, you might not even sing on key. And you can love music. I know several people that turn music to noise when they try to sing it. <laughs> but they're loving it. And I love it when they do it. Music. And, and look what he goes on. It's, it's, it's all the instruments they had then are in here. It's all the horns, especially the shofar, which is made out of a ram's horn. And, and they still have these in Israel today. You blow this thing. It's not a pleasant sound. It's you know, like that. It, it's hard for them to blend. Uh, they just use them to announce, but it, it'll shake your fibers out of you, okay? Whereas for, for us, we've got trumpets. We've got French horns. We've got tubas. Uh, 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 we've got oh, uh, trombones. It's, it's just great. The, the horns. So you've got the instruments that we blow into. Okay, now we've got the woods that we also blow into. Then it's got, it's, it's not only all that we blow into, it's got the strings, the harps, the, the lyres. It's also got percussion. It's got small cymbals. It's got big cymbals. The timbrel is a tambourine. Basically, all the instrumentation they had then is thrown into this thing. Praise the Lord with all of it. Every kind of it. Now, What's that mean to us? <coughs> Here's what it means. Quit cutting down other styles of music that you don't like and enjoy them all the best that you can. Because how do we praise God? We praise God with everything we've got musically. We praise God. We praise God. Uh, I praised God yesterday when I was going to breakfast and I was listening to classical music. I praised God when I was listening to Dvorak's Ninth. I praised God on the way back from breakfast when I was listening to the Beach Boys. Because how can you not listen to the Beach Boys singing Surfing USA on the 4th of July weekend? How can you do that? All right. And, and it's like music just resonates with our whole being and our whole body and it just does stuff. And it's made for praise. 
You're right, a lot of music doesn't praise the Lord, and some music, its lyrics are evil. Don't sing that stuff. But everything that is good and everything that honors God, bless it, use it. Music, music, music. All right. Now, you thought, oh, you skipped right by verse 4, the first part where it says timbrel and dancing. Dancing. Yeah, baby. Now, I looked around. We had great music going on, but I didn't see anyone dancing. And I just want to give you the permission that if you want to dance when you come here, people will think you're weird. <laughs> but do it anyway. <laughs> music and praise words move the body. You know, some of you were moving. <laughs> Fine, however, I'm just saying... How do we praise with everything we've got, including our bodies? We praise God, we praise God, we praise God. I remember when I was in, um, preaching in, in Rwanda, I think three or four years ago, and um, it was an open-air thing. We had 5,000 African people out there. They were camped there. They had cooking fires going. It uh, was really, really exciting. And then we'd have big stage up front, all these bands playing. And, and I think African people, they teach us percussion. They teach us movement. And, and they could not sing for very long without their bodies moving. And then right in the middle of the worship set, they all start coming down front. There was at least 1,000 people dancing dancing as they're singing these praises to God. Okay, uh, it's just about time for me to speak. I'm a Western intellectual. <laughs> and I've got my suit on because they expect their pastors to look nice. And then I happened to be with the Anglicans, so the bishops were there in their purple and their red and their collar. And one of them, he's become a dear friend, Bishop Nathan. He comes to me because he's going to interpret for me when I preach. But he comes to me as, as all these people are dancing and singing. And, he, and he, he, he looks right down at me. And he goes, come, Dr. Lon, we dance. <laughs> and he, he's a big guy. Okay. And he takes my hand and he pulls me down to the front. And I figure if a bishop's doing it in his garb, I'll do it too. So I just started singing the Beach Boys with them. No, I didn't. <laughs> How do we praise? With everything. With music, with movement, with our minds. Everything, everything. If everything is praising, everything in us should praise. Now, here's one thing I found that kind of helps. I have found that in trying to get into praise when I'm not feeling like praising, trying to get into praise when I don't feel like praising, I find that thanksgiving helps lead me to adoration. Okay? If praise is adoration, thanksgiving helps me get there. There's a psalm that talks about this. Psalm 100, verse 4. Look what it says. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I will enter his gates. See the city of like Jerusalem coming in through the outer gates? I will enter his gates by giving thanks and then I'll enter the courts near the temple with praise. 
this progression of from the outside into the holy of holies. Um, and so what helps me is, uh, like this morning, got up really early before uh, dawn. I love to do that. And, and then the sun starts coming up. And I just said, Lord, I'm preaching on praise today. Help me to praise you. And then I remembered Thanksgiving. And so what I do is this. I simply recalled the last 24 hours and as many things as I could think of for which I wanted to thank God. Yeah, they, sometimes they're little things. Lord, thanks for Marie's woodwork. Thanks that when I put up the new lights outside, they worked. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I didn't know until night whether they would or not because they got that little sensor deal. You know, and so we went over to some friend's house and I'm driving back and I said, oh, I hope those four lights that took me four hours to put up are working. And they did. Thank you, Lord, for the family we got to spend uh, 4th of July with and the little kids blowing off their fireworks. Thank you, Lord, for your Bible and how when I open it and read it, I just had like four or five, they just started flowing the thanksgivings. What happens? When you flow with thanksgivings, it starts to lead you to just adoration of God because you know he's the one. I mean, golly jeepers. I'm so glad I love God. Who are you going to thank for a sunset if you don't believe in God? Thank you, particles. <laughs> Was that close, Dave? That's my scientist friend there. Thank you, particles, for adjusting yourself in just such a way that where the sun was on the horizon. Thank you, God. Thanksgiving leads to praise. Well, we've done what, who, why, how, when do we praise? When do we praise? There's a verse in Revelation, and I don't have it on the screen for you, but if you'd like to write it down, it's Revelation 4, 8. And it's a portrait of heaven. And it says, those nearest to the throne of God in heaven, creatures that can't even be described, angelic host, it says, day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Day and night, ceaseless praise. When do we praise? All the time. St. Paul says pray without ceasing. He's talking primarily about praise. Asking God to remind us constantly that he's with us, giving him thanks, giving him praise all the time. In heaven, we'll do it all the time. And it's not going to be boring because praise completes enjoyment. So when the Westminster Catechism says the chief purpose of man on earth is to glorify God and enjoy him, what, forever, it's talking about praise. When? All the time. And finally, the word where. Where do we praise God? Well, if we praise him all the time, what does that mean about where? That's right. Here, there, and everywhere. We praise him. We praise him. It'll never be enough. 
The heavens are praising him. Everything on earth is praising him. We are the children learning praise. We await for the time that he will come when he'll make everything that is wrong right and we praise and we praise and we praise. I close with this. Praise is our highest calling. Praise is our greatest good. Praise is our eternal practice. Our highest calling, our greatest good, and our eternal practice. Let everything that has life and breath Praise the Lord. Pray with me now, will you? Lord, we will enter your gates with thanksgiving. We will enter your courts with praise. And we pray, God, that you would make us praiseful beings. You're deserving of it. And we need it. Hear my prayer, O God. Amen and amen.